you found it, the Japan What Podcast. Coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo, blowing hot air out of this thing. My name is Matt Bigelow, your host. And with me, as always, on this bi-weekly podcast is... One Swinney, your co-host and your local black man. Local black man, indeed. Well, I wasn't going to play any... I, I, I leave that to the individual right. to, to let that know. Uh, and just for the sake of, of, of being honest about one's ethnicity, I happen to be white. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had a... Uh, Fancy that. I had a dog that was white, actually. A white dog. Yeah, that was my friend. <laughs> Did you name it Cracker? No, no, no. I'm talking about a friend. My, my dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he walked right into that. Yes. Yeah. Woof, woof. Good to see you, man. Yeah, man. How are things? How pretty are good. Things? Pretty good. How are you? How about yourself? Ah, not bad. Not bad. I don't have COVID. Me neither. I'm right? COVID-free, as I think most of us are. We live COVID-free. We live... Like I've always said, this is the virus that affects everything about your life except your health. Right. Except right. for the few people that get it, you know. Let's just all stay inside of our houses and scroll on YouTube. There is that. Well, we have the the government did declare an extended state of emergency. Right, until March 5th, right? 7th? 7th? 5th or 7th? 7th? Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But we're 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 filming this in in in, in Tokyo's armpit right. called Kabukicho. It's it's not technically Kabudicho, but uh, it's near there. And we're, we're literally slapping. Oh, no, we're in the best part. We're right in the middle of Kabukicho, where, which is the red light district in Tokyo. And then we're also in between that and uh, in Nichome, which is the gay district in Japan. Yep. So we're right in the... We're the LBGT We district, can open our you know? mouths and uh, let go of our belts. That's and, right. And uh, we have it both ways. But I've noticed that a lot of people are still out and about, oot and aboot, yeah, and uh, yeah, some bars yeah, are yeah. defying the lockdown rules, it's not even a lockdown. So it's kind of interesting to see. And I was even looking at, you know, I was doing some research, like what's what's trending on Japanese Twitter. Right. And I even found some like, um, not mainstream news, like Asahi or something like that, mm-hmm. but some like um, minor news sites that are saying, yeah, the... The lockdown's extended, but when we look at the amount of PCR testing versus the amount of people getting ill, we can kind of see it's not as dangerous as we thought it once would be, right. and blah, blah, blah. So, like, even Twitter is kind of trending, like, it's not as bad as we thought it would be. Of course and not. Even though that the government's extending this emergency, we don't really know why, because they see, keep on saying, we need to get the cases down as they amp up the testing, which is, I guess, their just way of doing things. Uh, we we find ourselves in this in this surrounded by news and reportage about the the, the coronavirus, but I think more and more of the general populace are kind of letting things slide. I, I noticed some people not masking up a little yeah, bit yeah. more. People kind of over it. And uh, I was outside of like I sometimes walk to Rapongi, and there's a pizza shop there, and some like girl at nine thirty at night, not even like a punk girl, just like a girl was like. She just sat down outside of this thing with a giant piece of pizza and scarfed it down. Right, and right. Like 9.30 at night, I was just walking past. So she was It's like a Rapongi is reverting to its natural self. Yes, another armpit of Tokyo. We have two like... pits. We're in one of them. <laughs> oh, my God, man. I mean, I see a lot of, I see a lot of people that are, you know, they're, they're kind of getting used to sticking around their houses. And then on the other hand, I, th- oh, I think the reason why partially the, 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 the uh, lockdown may have been extended is probably because, the, the, you know, the vaccine is... Is, is going to be available here soon, um, if not already, and um, I think this is kind of a kind of a you know kind of a waiting period to say, hey, you can you can go and get your vaccine when it becomes available. You can go get checked out. Testing is more available, and and then you know there's what you said before. They want to get the cases down as low as possible. Yeah, I'm concerned that there may be another explosion of it. Uh, but yeah, now you always the... kind of like have that in the back burner, like right because you don't want to be a fool. And be like, there is no such thing as the right. coronavirus. I'm going to defy you. You kind of want to be. I just don't want to be on lockdown again, you know? Nah. And technically, we're not on lockdown. It's a declared state of emergency right. where we are urged to avoid We from strongly making... suggest you stay in your house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Been eating a lot of ramen. I kind of like that because we don't have the cops like storming into people's houses and throwing them into the fucking that is streets cool. and that things is like cool. that. That is cool. You know, I don't want to be can walk, like, I, I walk past a... Uh, officer a few days ago as I was kind of going out for an evening stroll and mm-hmm. I had a, a, a whiskey soda in my hand from nice. the convenience store. Nice. It's like 9.30 at night, should be home, walk right past the guy with an open container, didn't even bat an eye. Right. 
How awesome is that? Yeah, I mean, that's Japan right there, man. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And I it's like, I had to be somewhere. So I wasn't just like willy nilly going outside to just drink outside. I was right. Like, this I was, is essential. I was coming out from a, one place and I was going back home and I was like, right, I'll just stop and get a can at the convenience store and kill any potential virus that enters my body. <laughs> didn't even, didn't even, didn't even blink, blink. So. New products. Okay. We always kind of focus on new products. Yeah, what do you got for me, man? Well, this one's going to combine into uh, a kind of a bit that I used to do called High or Not High. Mm -hmm. And today's product, I want to get your take. Do you think this, you'd have to be high to make this, high to enjoy this, or not high? And let's take a look. High or not high. This is called a drinkable cheesecake. Okay. Morinaga, uh, major food manufacturer, of course, of course. is introducing a new beverage they're calling a drinkable cheesecake. Available in 450 millimeter uh, recapable cartons, the new rich and sweet milk-based beverage is said to recreate the feeling of devouring an entire cheesecake. The drinkable cheesecake cartons will be sold throughout Japan outside of Okinawa, suckers, starting Jan 22nd for a limited time. So, what do you think? Is it... High? Or not high? I feel like the people that made that were definitely high, but I. that being said, I, I totally support that, and that's something I'd be interested in. You know, you get home after a long night of drinking with your buddies, and you're out of it, and you're like, man, the bed won't stop spinning. Oh, man, I wonder if I could just, like, drink a cheesecake. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's that kind of thing, you know? I'd drink it. Or imagine uh, if you're back home where, where getting high is, is legal. Right. And everybody is super high, and you just bring out a tray of drinkable Bust out cheesecake. a tray full of cheesecake. You, you don't, drinkable you cheesecake. Just have it in a, in, a, in, a, in a bowl with a ladle, man. You yeah. Know? This oh is weird. Dress up like a bunny. Cheesecake juice, like Follow bro. the cheesecake bunny. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drink that, man. I drink that, man. I want. I want some. You know. Yeah, well, I want some. That's the uh, that's the kind of the weird product for today. Uh, so the drinkable cheesecake. I, drinkable I saw that cheesecake. a few weeks ago, and I was like, man, that is. Kind of weird. There's now, probably already like a fetish about it. You know, there's someone out there that's oh, oh poor yeah. cheesecake all over my body. Yeah, pour it on my car. Yeah. Cheesecake drink all over it. Pour cheesecake all over my window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God, man. The window. I pour it in my shoes and walk around while I'm doing my laundry at I night. Get my toes wet yeah, in the middle. Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> someone's living for this bit right here. You know, it's the internet, so someone's like, yeah, that, that sounds like a good no, idea. That's why I come and watch this podcast. Um, yeah, I Listen to it. We don't even know what this is, by the way. This is the Japan What podcast. Uh, and I, because I, I, was, I was tired of, of just people going anger, politics, right. and, and right. race relations, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, I want to have a space where we could just talk about drinkable cheesecake. You know, drinkable cheesecakes and Fuji Mountain-shaped alcohol. Yeah, see? I remember that. Yeah, right? that, one got some, that one got some positive feedback. I was really? surprised. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. find this goofy crap. and it's a freaking mountain, man. A mountain of blue beer. There we go. Here's another one. We're just going to go through some odds and ends before getting it, into the nitty-gritty. This is what I usually we... spend my money on after the show. <laughs> Did we do this one? Japanese Workspace Service proposes new work style linking telework and all-you-can-drink wine. That sounds like WeWork. They actually have, a, like they have beer on tap, beer on tap. In, in the WeWork offices. I, uh, we both have some WeWork connections. Yeah. I, I, I was working at SoftBank when... And I was teaching English there to a lot of the um, engineers and AI engineers. People have heard this, but just in case it's the first time listening. And uh, some of the uh, higher up, like, vice president level stuff. And they were like, WeWork's awesome. And we're like, WeWork's awesome. Yeah, yeah, WeWork is amazing, man. I've been in there. And then I heard that um, they were putting sensors in everything. And the sensor would also be in the uh, all-you-can-drink beer. And if your ID card got close enough to the sensor, it would ping the sensor. What? So then you would be able to tell who and when was drinking the beer. Uh, so if you were like having five or six beers a day, right. they'd be able to like 
that information would be available to somebody if they if they wanted it. You just have like a like a like a clever looking guy coming. Ah, no me uno skina. Yeah, I'm like you're 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 screwing off at work. Aren't yeah, you? that's right. That's- so that was one. But then I also heard when when the WeWork scandal happened and, and it kind of collapsed that uh, all of most of that censor stuff was just nonsense and it was people like you know those clickers for counting things right. like you see six people do. A Right, right. That's what they were doing, and then just writing it down on a piece of paper instead oh of instead of using the censors. But isn't that Japan in its essence? You know, I came here, I was like, Japan is the future. And they were like, you must fax this document to us. I'm like, man, it's like yeah. 2019. Why am I faxing stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of legacy stuff. I'm trying to get over it, but but this one, um, this, this, this whole shtick here is Telespe, operated by Telework Technologies, has teamed up with the Shinjuku branch of a wine bar, to offer an all-you-can-drink wine co-working space, um, several areas are available, and it's it's one thousand yen per mm. hour for all-you-can-drink wine. This is this is great. But here's the catch. Okay, they you have to download an app, and then you have to use the app. So there's kind of like this tracking thing involved as mm. well. That seems to be so a you thing. you you send a friend request in the Line app, register your credit card, and then show up during plan hours. You no reservations needed, but they do have some uh, apps that you can use. So I'm wondering if they mm-hmm. are trying to mm-hmm. feed you in with this all you can drink wine right. and just do some data harvesting. Just get them drunk. Yeah, but it could be also like I, I hate saying the word like it could be also a um, wine bar. It's going out of business, and they need something to keep them afloat. It's, it's and so they team up with a little startup. The startup provides the tech, right? The wine bar provides the space, right? And right. you kind of try to create this kitschy thing with some backup plan involved. You know, I mean, it would be a, a, a great way to help two companies, and this could be a cycle. You know, so I mean, cycle of alcoholism, a cycle of alcoholism, and getting people drunk inside of tiny rooms. Sounds like a podcast. That sounds like a podcast for yeah. today. So there we go. Speaking of uh, apps, have you heard about the uh, the Clubhouse app? It's a recent thing. It's the hot thing that apparently Elon Musk has been on it since, I think, April or May last year. Yeah, and journalists have been getting angry at Elon Musk because they try to join and the moderators kick out the journalists. And the journalists go, without us, how will people understand what to think about this? That's seriously what's been going on. That's I I haven't even I'm I'm just now getting into Me this too. into this I, I news got, about this. I want to hear about it. I did actually coincidentally I got some news about it. Did you do you have news about it? I I, I don't necessarily so, have oh, news about it. I just have some feedback about okay. it because I actually got an invite awesome. and um uh I was in it today. Okay, well why don't I just time. do a little preamble for the news to introduce the subject yeah, yeah. and then you can take it away from there. Lay it on me. So private social audio app Clubhouse is growing rapidly in Japan and now ranks first among free apps on Apple's App Store in a test of its international viability following its latest funding round. Uh, the Sil- Silicon Valley, San Francisco, we all know what that means, mm-hmm. which users must be invited to join which you just mentioned, reached a valuation of $1 billion in the round, announced January 24th, making it a unicorn. Clubhouse built a following among venture capitalists and startup founders gossiping in its audio-only chat rooms following its launch last March as the COVID-19 pandemic spread around the world. In Japan, it hit a tipping point over the last week with a swelling user base of investors, tech industry workers, and media. So there we go. So I actually, so it's, I don't, I don't actually have a, have an account. A friend sent me an account, but I have an issue with my phone number. So my wife registered and she went in there and and we actually got to see what it was. So after this bit, I have a question about it for you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Slap it on. I'll tell you what I, what I saw when I got in there. Basically, um, uh, I didn't even know what my wife was doing this morning. She, she just got on and I just heard a bunch of guys talking in Japanese, and then I heard another guy speaking in English with a British accent, and he was yelling over the Japanese people. Like a cock. That's literally what this was. And, and, and it may just have been this, you know, I, this is only the one room, and I'm only, you know, r- relating my experience as to how I was today. But through my experience, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of Japanese people. In there. And so the Jap- this is funny. This Are is they a speaking situation English you Japanese? Or no, no, speaking no. Japanese, no, Japanese. They Japanese. were all speaking Japanese, and they were all kind of like ignoring this one guy. And he was yelling. He was like, we are, 
who speaks English in this room? I refuse to get off of here until someone tells me who speaks English in here. And I think a flaw with the app is that it doesn't, uh, we, we, I brought this up today that maybe the person who's speaking at the time should be immediately shot to the top of the list of people in that chat room. So because that function doesn't exist, so how it, how it works is whoever is talking, you see like a sound icon pop up next to the person's profile picture, but you don't actually see, you have to scroll through all the people oh, so you gotta there go, to see you who's gotta talking. You got to go digging for it. Right. You got to go digging for it. So it could have been anyone, Yeah, you know, and, and there's this guy in there with a British accent. He's yelling over the Japanese people. And then, so the Japanese people are all kind of ignoring the guy, you know, and he's, and he's yelling. He's every time they say something in Japanese, he's like, oh, ching, ching, dong, 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 dong. like being wow. really racist and being a dick about it. You he know? sounds like a 14 year old. Yeah. It sounds like a freaking 14 year old. Suburban kid. It was an adult. He might be in Leeds. Needed attention. Okay, if he's not 14, he's from Leeds. And and the guy like wanted to get on. He was like, I, I need to say something. I need to get on and say something important. And so, so eventually all the Japanese people were like, and I could hear them speaking in Japanese. They're like, how do we kick this guy out? Like, yeah. how do we, how do we, where's the moderator? They're ditch this kid. Calmly, you know, handling the situation. And finally, everyone who spoke Japanese, like they stopped talking. And he was, because he just kept going on and on. So everyone gave him the floor. And then he went on about how, like, I need to tell you guys how about how Corona came from China. And this is, this is evil. And he was going on about this, man. <laughs> and everyone just kind of shut up for 30 seconds. And then they figured out how to boot him from the room. They kicked him out. And, like, everyone just started talking shit about this guy for 30 minutes afterwards. Awesome. So, you know, that was, that was, a, it was like a very Japan situation that would, yeah. that would happen. That was my experience with it. Um, Sounds so, kind of douchey. I think that's a problem that they're going to have because everyone can get in in the room and talk. My issue with it is, so, so what I wanted to ask you today is whether or not you think this application is going to fizzle out this year. I think that it may. My reasoning behind that being um, the obvious technical issues um, you know, there is like a bunch of Japanese people on there. These people are really smart and yet no one could figure out how to like boot the guy. So that means the option, the function wasn't immediately available. The UI is not intuitive. Right. It wasn't very intuitive. It wasn't easily accessible. It. And um, the other thing is that some people may not necessarily feel comfortable speaking, you know, out loud on, 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 that's going to be there, there you know? to separate it from text-based right. things like Twitter, which right. is, the other popular social media app yeah, in Japan yeah, right yeah. now, maybe audio is a is a market they're trying to focus on a segment. For sure, for sure. But I think that the the, the audience is probably going to be pretty niche. Um, I think it would work if you would have three or four speakers there mm, to talk about something. Mm, they would talk about that, and then they would open it up to some questions that could be recorded. With audio, right, and then fed to them, and then they they could respond after that. Yeah, that's a good idea because what I saw the cacophony was, is bad. It was it was chaos. Like it, it's know? like the comment section on a YouTube stream is mm, just going mm. so fast after you get to ten thousand live viewers. Right, right. It, it, it's it's nonsense. It's, it's impossible kind of cool. to keep up with. It's right. matrixy because right. it's just like people like that's what it was today. Streaming live, you know, like but you can shut out the text. Right, right. With a stream, right. You can't shut out the noise from from a thousand people shouting at the same time. And that's what it was, you know. It, luckily, I think because Japan, Japanese culture is the way it is, the the live stream, like the live uh, chat or whatever, worked in in today's chat. Because I think Japan and Japanese people are very good at kind of agreeing without verbally stating it, you know. And so someone was like, wait "I'm for talking." The other guy to finish, right? Right. And like people what we're waited. Doing. But if this is like any other country, you know, like this British guy, I'm assuming it's a British guy. And he's definitely from Europe. From Leeds, at least. You know? And the guy is just, like, yelling. And, like, he just bossed yeah. his way Sounds like Leeds. into the lead to be able to speak. And I thought, that's one way to do it. But also, you know, people can see your profile. People can see where you're at and who you are and oh, where yeah, you're you could have, like, you know? a reputation or something like that. Like, people could upvote you or downvote you. And there's going to be trolls, you know, wherever you go. But I just think that that's a function that isn't very well moderated on this app. And it may be because yeah. it's new. But what do you think, Matt? Do you think the app is going to stick around long? I'd have to check it out. It, it sounds promising. Mm. Um, I'm all for people looking at their phones less. Right. Because for me, 
everybody treating the phone as a visual interactive environment while they're outside in real life has broken the social contract for me in many, many ways Mm. where I -hmm. have to look out for everybody. I'm not looking out like I'm some hero, but I mean, I have to be on the lookout for everybody looking down at the ground, walking around with their phone, not doing anything important. They're they're looking at coupons for toothpaste or something like that. Right, right, right. And so if, if, if this thing catches on and I see more people with headphones on, right, listening to like noise processing in their mind mm-hmm. as, as they're looking around at life, then I'm all for it. Whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. Sounds to me, okay, a, a few years ago, some um, uh, prominent internet personalities in Japan, mm-hmm. um, he went to prison mm-hmm. and he wrote a, a diary in prison and sold it. I can't right. remember his name, but he, he runs the um, Wagyu Mafia. Right. Which is like this Wagyu uh, Mafia. I love that uh, Wagyu shop. That that especially you have to be a member to join and all that. It's like a inter, it's like an internet forum, but it's like a community. Right, and it attracts people around a t- a type of lifestyle or a type of thing, and they put that together, and then they do like a monthly charge for it or something like that. Like 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 minded individuals on the same platform. That's right. So you get your own media tribes. So if you can formulate media tribes. And get people away from the hive minds of Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm actually all for it. So even if this has a very minimal effect, if it does stick, if it takes it, away a little bit. If, you know? if it takes just a tiny portion away from the hive mind mm. of the algorithms, um, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I, think I, it's I agree. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. How 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 viable it is? How 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 well people are going to stick onto it? I don't know, you know, for me, I, like there, you know, like, uh, what was the application? Uh, uh, there was Periscope. Per- Periscope. That Periscope, was right? bought by Twitter, I think in about 2012, 2013 for $175 million. They eventually shelved it because of too many murders being filmed. Uh, and, and what was the other one? Uh, uh beef, the predecessor to, uh, true, TikTok. uh, uh predecessor to TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is released by ByteDance. Vine. Vine. Oh, Vine, yes. Yeah, Vine, Vine, right? And that one died, too. It seemed like a great idea, but I think just the, the, the interface wasn't there. People get bored. Yeah. That's why people like, for example, Twitter, because the content is generated by people like Elon Musk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or by Tatiana McGrath or by um, a president of a country that you can follow. So you can curate your own Information feed. Yeah, look at freaking Donald Trump. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Here, just let me. Mm. That's good stuff. It doesn't matter if that's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. It's alcoholic. It's not. It's not. No, it's juice. It makes everybody jealous when they hear that. It's juice. Everyone's like, ooh, I wish I could crack one of those. Crack one with us, guys. Crack one with us. Whatever signaled off inside your brain there. You can have one of those later. Yeah, you can have one. (laughs) <laughs> They're for you. Yeah. Anyways, it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm glad to see more. Um, uh, this one, this 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 app is from Sa- San Francisco, Silicon uh-huh. Valley, which I'm kind of against these days. I don't like what they're doing to society. Mm. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse it, me. Even even like kicking Donald Trump off of know? Twitter, he was yeah. the president of the United States when he got <laughs> kicked off Twitter. Yeah. And that's really crazy. It's it's. You can not like Donald Trump and and think that's awesome, but then you're also kind of going like these tech companies are kind of positioning themselves to be in control. Like they're more powerful than the president. Yeah, that's exactly it. And whether you hate him or like him, he did get 75 million votes in the last election to Joe Biden's 80 million. Um, But still that's 75 million people that would like to know what's going on in the world. And that's 75 people, 75 million people who won't, Support Twitter. Mm. I think there's. A, I think there's a Twitter's valuation dropped like four billion dollars after they did that, and, and Facebook right. saw over a ten billion dollar drop. Well, I, in valuation. I think there's. I think there's a, a a better way to 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 do that. You know, like uh, um, I know with Instagram, you can mute people. You know, and you can only see the content that you want to see. Especially uh, also with TikTok, you can see. Uh, it, you can set the application to show you. Uh, what, well, well, with with Instagram, you can you can set it to show you what you want to see, and with TikTok, it's intuitive, and based on the content that you like or the content that you follow, it shows you more content like that. 
So for me, it also bases on TikTok how long you watch something. Mm, mm, so if mm. you watch something to the end of the video, it will just start showing yeah, you. Yeah, I think of if that. you want to talk hate speech on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, um, that is the freedom of speech. And I think if you want to, you know, spew a bunch of crap on the internet, you know, spew it. Um, just yeah, me too. It's what you, the internet was based. That's on. what the internet's for, right? I just think that you know, like you said, like in order to keep everyone happy. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly subscribe to Trump's antics, but I feel that on the internet, everyone should have a, a free space to speak about these kind of things, um, you know, because I, I'm sure he thinks that what he's doing is righteous. That being said, I think there should be a space for everyone to speak, even if what they're saying is total BS. You know, um, I, I think that that would help make these applications appeal to more people. I was just, um, we were talking about Trump and all that, which is a very rare. I very rarely talk about him. Mm. But this is the Japan What podcast. So as what? you were doing that, I, w- I, I looked up on Twitter and I found the Japanese prime minister um, Twitter account, Yoshihide <laughs> Suga. Mm. Guess how many uh, Twitter followers he has? Like a million. Just under 400,000. I'm not surprised, you know. I don't know what it is, but, it's, but I think Japanese personalities, Japanese celebrities, for some reason... The uh, the following tends to be less online and more in person, and I also think that the following tends to be exclusively Japanese. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and this is what he said recently, Mr. Suga, the Prime Minister of Japan. What did he say regarding the state of the emergency? Tochigi Prefecture will will uh, be dropped from it on February seventh, and other ten prefectures will extend it by one month until March seventh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a convenient way to do it, you know. Like, I wonder, like, if they have Twitter in North Korea, does like Kim Jong Un like tweet like everyone stay in your houses or you'll be killed? Thank you, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, well, he's responding to his own tweets a lot. It's because uh, he's old and he doesn't know how to use Twitter. This was a please extend the immigration restrictions. Somebody else said so. We'll see about that. I love this, like, old government officials, like, trying to fucking use... Ah, I apologize for saying the F-bomb. Um, you know, yeah. old government officials on here trying to use Twitter, you know, but they don't... My wife picks on me, too. She's like, oh, Grandpa, I hate watching you use social media. I'm I'm trying, man. Yeah, it's... it's. I've always found Twitter to be rough. Uh, it is. Like... It is. Because it's... The algorithms are geared on f- finding people outside of your community, right. essentially. Right. But they're also geared towards Japanese content. Right. So right. if you're doing right. English content on Twitter in Japan, it's gonna like you basically. Where sh- is it going? You don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I also think people are very. It's very niche. People are very clicked up. You know, I I have a a group of guys, right? A group of guys, musicians that I I, I mess with, and um. They have this hashtag uh, that they use, and um, I saw one of the guys recently post. So I thought I was helping. I was like, "Yeah, I support you guys' stuff. You guys always retweet my stuff. You know, I'm just now finding a community of people that I feel at home with on Twitter because I, I didn't really use it a lot. Now I'm trying to be more interactive and and and, and actually engage with people's stuff. So I said, "Hey, you know, I support you guys to myself." And you know what? I'm going to use your hashtag because I want to draw more attention to your stuff, which I'm retweeting anyways when I use the hashtag. And then I see on one of the guy's pages like, hey, you know, just because we talk to you, you know, on our timeline doesn't mean you can use our hashtag. So whoever's using our hashtag and you guys are chasing fame, you need to stop. So I was like, you know, hey. The hashtag is supposed to be shared by Yeah, the, you know, he you, made a list. He was like, these people can use the hashtag. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not on that list, but I definitely support you guys. So I just responded like, well, hey, you know, I'll stop using it. But, you know, good luck to you guys. And he was like, not you, bro. But, you know, and I'm just like, you know, what are the rules here? Yeah. Like, you know, what are the rules? Yeah. Why be such a control freak? Like, uh, I always kind of compared 
posting on Twitter to like taking a handful of stones mm. and throwing them into a raging river. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. One of them might hit a fish in the head, but most likely. I, I mean, where's it going to go? Like, how do you control that type of thing? Oh, it's dude, like, you can't. I have 150 stones here. They're tiny. Some of them are different colors. I like the way it looks. All right. Here I go. <laughs> it's a community. I think you have to, you absolutely have to build a community on Twitter. Media and with tribes. any of these social media apps, you have to build a community. Otherwise, you're just shooting stuff out in the air and relying on hashtags. And you can't do that. And hashtags don't really do much anymore, I feel. They uh, don't. They, they don't. They used to. They don't. It was a marketing ploy. It worked for a while. Uh, it doesn't look good anymore either. Right, Like if right. somebody has like an at and then a hashtag. Freaking it, it, hundred it, hashtags. It, it like, looks ugh. busy and it, no one really gets attracted to it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. white noise. Why do you have all those hashtags? Well, why is it white noise? Why can't it be black noise? And on that. I want to, I want to, I want to get, I want to, I want to, we got to do some self promo. So let me load it up here. Let's do it. Load it up. Load me, Matt. So uh, while you, while uh, Matt's loading this up here, I actually have my camera tip of the week. My camera tip of the week is that for music videos, you need to use a lot of movement because you're focusing on one person. And for fashion and commercial style videos, you need less movement because you're focusing on a product. Matt, take it away. All right. Remember, you can find the podcast at MatthewPMBigelow.com. And let's get back to that amazing camera tip after we do the promo. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. What can I say? Just get away from the uh, social media sphere of versity and uh, check out the website, MatthewPMBigelow.com. How about you, Michael? All right. I have a new song on YouTube and Spotify titled Circles. Uh, that's spelled circles. If you guys are on uh, Spotify, look up 120. Remember to spell the whole thing out because I'm short and my name needs to be long. Also, look me up on YouTube. Circles produced by Cameron DeVell, spelled with a K. And yeah, that's what I have. Thank you guys for listening always. Do you have, have we played circles on the podcast? I think we may have played it once, but I would not be pissed off at you if we played it again because I just released it. Uh, this month. All right, well, I'll, I'll put it in. I'll drop it in in post-production. But this is going to flow in well to my song that I brought. Yeah. I released this song a few years ago. Yeah, okay. You I brought thought, something for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I would bring this song, and then uh, I'll drop in your song after that. And we'll bring come it on, back, man. and we'll get back to your camera tip, because I it was cut short. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't know アイドホポテトは食べるよみんな食べるからねアイドホピタラ国立公園で月のクレーター見るんだみんな見てるからね帽子の近くで何か食べに行こうみんな食べるからねみんな食べるからね地味であったおなのこ名前はセブンお気に入りの筋はいれば僕はイキブセブンイレブンイキブチャンビールチャンビールでタイのチャンビールちゃんと酔っ払ったよみんな酔っ払おうからね それで歩いたや雪どっち蹴っとかって歩き回っても酔っ払ってたよみんな見てたけどねメコンカウロイにだって歴史の長さに感動だみんな気にしないけどねみんな気にしないけどねおちみんであったおなのこ名前はセ僕に入りの筋は入れば僕は生きる僕の目をまっすぐ見て南に行こう南に行こう僕の目をまっすぐ見て国境の南に行こう国境の南に行こう
people do released off of my trilingual album in the year 2015 called wild thumbprints maddie b-side that definitely made me giggle thanks man i love that <laughs> that's the line of the year right there man. line awesome. of the year right there man i'm gonna show that to my wife yeah so there we go we're gonna play your song we're just gonna drop it in in post and uh Great song, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. That wife, uh, that song goes out to my wife, but that is the wife that the song is going out to. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check it out on Spotify and all other outlets. A double header indeed. Yes. Yes, indeed. Hold on a second. Mm. 
donate to the Japan What Podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. Donate. All right. So getting back to the photography tip of the week. What was going on there, man? I, I, so we kind of rushed through it. I get it. Yeah, you know. No, no, no. no. I, I, I thought I was going to throw it in like a like a commercial. I've seen TV once or twice. So uh, basically, yeah. So for music videos, because I do a lot of music videos, and and people tend to maybe not know in particular. Like if you're shooting a lot, uh, you're shooting a lot of video. People tend to not particularly know which style of movement is the best for the style of shooting that you're doing. You know, you can have a really good camera and your basics can be really, really good, but you might not necessarily have enough experience experience to know which style of movement is the best for, for the style of shooting that you're doing. Especially if you're like myself and you didn't go to film school. So you're talking about not moving, the subject moving or the camera moving. Right, exactly, exactly. The subject moving. So so in, so in the instance, like a, a music video, you, you're probably going to have the, the camera moving a lot and or the subject is moving a lot. Um, the reason being, it, it's, it's okay to do that, you know? It, it doesn't have to be that, but it's okay to do that. Movement in music videos really create a lot of uh, excitement and they, and they make the, the experience a little bit more realistic. So the reason why is because for music videos, it doesn't really matter uh, whether or not you see the clothing clearly unless that's your focus. What matters is that the the video is exciting and that there's movement and that you kind of feel uh, there's natural movement, so to speak. And uh, and it kind of makes you feel as if you're in it. Like, for instance, when you're watching uh, a video, you know, you may see in music videos, there's point of view shots where the person grabs the camera and, and it looks like they're shooting a selfie. But that wouldn't actually look good in like a car commercial. Right. Look yeah. Stupid, yeah. We. Why, you know? Yeah. It, it's too personal. Right. It's too personal, and it, it just wouldn't make sense. You want to see the car hugging a corner, or right, you want right, to see right. like the a checklist of reasons to buy the car, right. or something like that. And that's because you're focusing on the product. So on the other hand, for things that are commercial, or even if you're doing something like uh, talking on a blog, you know, and you're sitting in your room. It doesn't make sense to have the camera moving. That's why the, the vloggers on YouTube have their cameras set up on a tripod because it just doesn't make sense to be sitting there yeah, having the a conversation. It, it was a kind of okay in 2012 yeah, to, to yeah. talk into your laptop, but you know you can get like an $80 camera that right. does HD and, and, and feed clean you know, video right and set up your lighting yeah. good and it looks great. It looks a lot so, better. Yeah, that's my camera uh, photography videography tip for the week. If you're going to do a music video, movement is is okay. But if you're going to do something that's commercial, then make sure you keep the movement to a minimum. And if you can, use a stabilizer or use a tripod. And, and, and I think it'll fit, the, fit yeah. the, the purpose of what you're doing a little bit better. What are your thoughts on gimbals for this type of thing? I think gimbals you maybe necessarily don't necessarily need for a music video, but you definitely want to use a gimbal or some kind of stabilization technique if you're going to do something commercial or if you're going to do something fashion-oriented slash product-oriented. It doesn't have to be a gimbal, but if you can afford a gimbal and you can get a good one, then uh, it's it's definitely the best to have one. Because the gimbal has... uh... It's kind of like a pole that you turn on as battery powered, and and it has two or three kind of arms that right. stabilize, right. and you can swing the phone around, and it will follow the way your arm is moving, but right. not shake around like a, a multiple sclerosis patient <laughs> in the last days <laughs> of their lives. Right, right, right. And and not only that, you know, um, with with that, when you're using a gimbal. Uh, there's also in-camera stabilization. There's also in-lens stabilization. So if you have all of those going at one time, you get a really, really smooth, fluid, almost cinematic movie quality uh, video out of what you're trying to do there. So I think gimbals are definitely uh, useful. And to those who can afford one, I definitely encourage you to get one if you're going to be shooting long term. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I often find sometimes... Uh, you can you can do some minor adjustments in your own home hmm. and make a remarkably better video AV product, audio visual product. Absolutely, dude. Uh, and uh, it's kind of getting to the point where people that just talk into their laptop 
with, at a bad angle, right. with bad lighting, right. and bad audio. It's like Boomer with a computer. It's literally twelve, like eight. I could said this earlier. Twenty twelve, you could get away with it because it was right. at right. that time. It was like, oh wow, look what's happening. Oh, well, it looks know, like the information it's wasn't that accessible, you know. But now, you know, you, you, somebody who makes a hundred and fifty dollar investment is going to go leaps and bounds ahead of right. the average person who's just. Shouting into their computer like an and old man. Here's the thing: like, <laughs> you don't even like, have to gets... invest at all, uh, honestly, to make your picture better. If you if you work on your technique, you know, work on uh, shooting at the right shutter speed for the right conditions, work on using the right ISO, keeping it as low as possible, then you can really up your game without spending an extra dollar just by changing your lighting and cleaning up the table you're shooting on. If you're shooting on a table, you know. It's it's gonna improve the the quality of what kind of footage you're putting out. You know, an apple on a table by itself looks a lot better than an apple on a table with an ashtray and ten of your bills that you have to pay. You know. Yeah, and um, like some crumpled tissues, and you you like. I think I may know why though. Maybe I know why. It's for uh, all the snot. Yes, yeah, from, from COVID. <laughs> all the mucus. You know. Oh my mucus. Um, Slimy stuff. I have one of these for today. Yes. Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget. S-G-O-T-W. I had three, and I had this American teacher and among six nabbed for robbing a college student. Wow. This was in Tokyo. And that was kind of cool. And then I also had... Ten Vietnamese nationals again. The Vietnamese. I don't know what. What is it? I don't know. What is it? I'm not. I am not being selective. The Vietnamese are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the Vietnamese are doing, man. man. The but the the bad ones are certainly making a a name for themselves. So and then I also thought about this one, and this one kind of has maybe more relevancy based on. Your experience, perhaps, uh-huh. dealing with aspects of the American military. Okay. And Oh, I love it already. And so this is a stupid gaijin of the week. And my question for you, like how I introduced this, was it high? High. Or not high. Or not high. Is this one... Stupid or not stupid gaijin of the week. So, a little background is necessary. Mm-hmm. We all know Mr. Gone, okay, who was uh, the CEO of a car company, mm-hmm. Nissan, I mm-hmm. believe. They uh, wanted him out. The, by they, I mean the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had some financial shenanigans. So he was in prison. He felt he was being unfairly treated. He got the hell out of Tokyo a couple of years ago now. Went back to Lebanon. Mm. But here's the thing. Man to be extradited to Japan for aiding Gon's escape accuses U.S. of betrayal. So this is the idea, is that a U.S. Army Special Forces veteran accused, along with his son, of smuggling former Nissan Motor co-chair Carlos Gon out of Japan in a box is imploring U.S. officials to block their extradition from the United States to Japan to face charges. Michael Taylor, a former Green Beret, so we're not, he's no small potato. Right. He's not yesterday's tomatoes. And private security specialist from Massachusetts said he feels betrayed that the U.S. would try to turn him over to Japan after his service. Over the years, the elder Taylor has been hired by parents to rescue abducted children, gone undercover for the FBI in a sting of on a Massachusetts drug gang, and worked as a contractor for the U.S. military in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it isn't the first time he's found himself in legal trouble. So what do you think? Is this a stupid gaijin of the week, or is he just trying to make money? Did he think that he would be protected from extradition? Or did he didn't expect that Japan, like like Nissan, belongs to among? It's like one of the. It's a, it's among a huge 
major powerful corporation. Mm, mm. And <clears throat> Japanese lawyers are no joke at that level. Right. And my understanding is that they will be funded to go and hunt and 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 make sure somebody pays the price for mm. coming to Japan and helping somebody that they want to put in prison right. escape back to Lebanon. Right. You know, they had a lot of egg on their face. Right, right, right. For right. this type of thing. Is this a stupid guy of the week or what? What's I think going he on, is. Man? I think he is. So yeah, elaborate, please. So the reason why I think he is is because when you get into it with uh Japanese uh legal issues and and with Japanese lawyers, Japanese lawyers are no joke. You know, the Japanese education system is one of the top education systems in the world. Therefore, they're producing some of the smartest and sharpest lawyers out there. And that being said, even if you study Japanese and you learn Japanese, it's it's near impossible for you to completely understand the intricacies of that language and of the culture. Now, I don't know if this guy was going to Japanese school every week. Uh, I think he just came with a box, right? Got gone, left, and and, and that's also a thing. It's Made a couple knowledge. of mil, I think. It's common knowledge in the military. You know, the military isn't subject to the uh, to the to, to as much scrutiny when when something is being shipped on base, right? So that's how that's one way that that, that things are exploited. And I'm sorry if I'm ruining that for 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 a lot of military folks, but you gotta. The government knows this, you know. The government knows that you can ship something on base and it most likely won't be inspected. This guy just got unlucky. I think that if you're going to do something like that and at this guy's level, you got to be prepared to pay the price. And not only that, considering the fact that you don't understand the Japanese legal system completely, I think running back to America is maybe not the best decision um, maybe if he, I went think he to, was living in America, right? And he came to Japan to extra help get Gone out of Japan. I see. And then he went back to America. I think he just underestimated Japan, man. Yeah, me too. I think only now living in Japan for eight some odd years do I understand the nuances of of the language. And when someone says, "Ah, Mike, you get you know, I'm like, okay, they want me to shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. They want me to shut up, and they're being very nice about it. Yeah. And I think if you don't live in Japan, and and I would even go so far as to say if you don't actually do business with the people here on a regular basis in Japanese, you're not going to understand the implications, and you're not going to under you're not going to see a lot of the red flags. You know. So this guy is definitely. Stupid Gajam of the Week. Stupid Gajam, S-G-O-T-W. Good luck, Mr. Taylor. You helped extradite a high-level corporate overlord that was deemed no good. And now you might be paying the price. Japan is not stupid. That's the other thing. Yeah, they don't, they're tenacious at that level. Like they're, they're paid to be that tenacious. Definitely smarter than we are, for sure. <laughs> you know, the education level is just higher, man. I don't, I don't know yeah. what to say, you know. Yeah. I, if I lose to a Japanese guy in a math contest, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he should be at least 20 years younger than yeah, you. <laughs> he should, he should, he earned that. He earned that, man. Um, now, we're going to, what else? Do you got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I had one thing. Um, and this is just a little bit of banter for you and me. All right. But I wanted to know what was the weirdest thing that you ever eaten in Japan? Whale. Whale. Deep really? fried whale. Have you had like raw chicken? Yeah. Le- the raw chicken liver is pretty good. No, no, the like actual just just chicken meat. I don't think so. Um okay. I okay, where did you have whale? Tell me a bit about that. In uh, Skiji, back when Skiji was still a um place for Fresh fish. Now it's been changed to Toyosu area, but uh, I went there with my brother, and right. when it was on the menu, he said, "Let's get some whale." It's a freaking whale, man! And it tastes pretty good, but it didn't taste like something I'd ever really want to go for again. Mm, it's it's, it's and, a pretty strong flavor. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird it's a weird mixture between um, chicken and steak. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the balance isn't right. Yeah, and it doesn't taste. 
so fresh either, mm. you know, because whales are <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, old, yeah, they're yeah, old yeah, bitches, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whale, whale would be one of the weird ones, I think, yeah. I think horse is pretty. Have you had horse? Yeah, I like horse meat. It's really good, yeah, right? It's, it's really good. Yeah. Raw, actually, it's yeah. really good. Right. People look at me like weird. That's. I would say for me, it's I, I, if if horse is on the menu and it's raw, I usually get it. Right. I'm like, hey, yeah, guys, yeah, let's yeah, same, get some same, horse. Same. It's good. Like people yeah. think it's weird, but I'm like, you, you just don't know. It's salt and oil on top right. and stuff. It's if you tasty. don't, if you like rare steak, then you're gonna love rare horse. Yeah. Look how muscly they are, man. Yeah. You know? I would say for me, it's between two things. It's between raw shark heart and uh, it's between that and kasaya. Kasaya. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I think I've had kasaya. What is it? <laughs> I, I would say raw shark heart is less intense than kasaya. That's the thing I picked for, for this session. Raw shark so, heart sounds badass, but raw, it sounds like something that you could just... It sounds badass, but it's also yeah. just like a really strong, muscly piece of meat. You yeah, know? you could... Kasaya, though? It's dried and fermented fish, um, and it's it's like a uh, it, it's had with like you have it with sake. Yes, and it's it's the Swedish herring, right? Yeah, it. So I actually had it on an island named Nijima. I went there for a vacation with my wife. Not any like baller stuff, you know. You can go there overnight on a boat, get a place to stay, and live on the you know hang out on the beach for two or three days for like five hundred bucks. It's not expensive at all, right? And um. I had it by accident. I didn't mean to have it. I was it's staying nasty. at a uh, ryokan. Yeah. I was staying at a, at a kind of mom and pop hotel style place for those of you who don't know what that is. So uh, the old, there's an old man. He was an old surfer. So the island Nijima is very unpopulated and there's like really just like surfers and fishermen and their wives and kids that live there. It's also very rugged water, so it's not nah, like yeah, you're it's really like, rough water. You, you can't be like, yo, man, I'm just a part-time surfer. These yeah. are these are people that no, it's hardcore. There's it's, beaches it's there brutal. that you can't yeah. even be on unless you're a surfer. Yeah. And um, so you know, I went there and I had a great time. And uh on the last day there, the old man that owned the place who I was staying at, he said, Oh yeah, I made you some fish, man. And he gave it, gave it to me. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like this fish smells like crap, but I'll try it. I'll try anything once. Matt, this fish tastes like uh it tastes like shit. It it smells like it it like if you've ever smelled a turd and then like pictured like how that would taste in your mouth, this is how that tastes. And it is the most vile thing I've ever put in my mouth. I've 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 been open I've eaten even as far as natto. Even as far yeah. as uh, shiokara, the uh, the squid guts yeah. pickled in its own guts, I've had that. I've had raw horse and chicken and all these meats. Even the shirako, the whale sperm packets. I haven't had that. I don't yeah, want it. Whale jizz. I don't, wow, that's great. No, I haven't had that yet, but I'll try it. I'll yeah. try it. I'll try it. This though, it it just tasted like a turd. I've had kusaya because I've been to Hachijojima. Okay. Which is nearby Nijima. It's like an island food, right? Yeah, and I, I got a pack from my friend. Mm. And he, he told me a very similar way of you saying it. He, he said it was like somebody stuck two fingers down the, his ass crack on a hot day, pulled it out, and stuck it up his nose. Right, right, right. That's, that's, that's kind of the kusaya. Kusa means stinky. Kusaya is like yeah. stinky, yeah. right? And I had it, it caught me totally you know, off guard. Like usually... If someone in Japan gives me something to eat, you know, I'll, I'll kind of eat it. And if it's bad, I'll kind of stomach it and maybe spit it out later. But this, this, I put this in my mouth and the man was like standing there. He's like, oh, this is my pride and joy. And like, I'd love you to have He's some. Probably you know, He's probably screwing around you know? with you, to be oh, honest. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. I'll eat the rest of it, man. I love this yeah. stuff. You know? And, um, but that first bite, man, all decency towards the Japanese culture dropped at that moment when yeah. I put it in my mouth. Yeah. Because I was just like, I, I put it in my mouth and I was just, I, I chewed it one time. I literally one chew and I was just like, I just spit it out in a napkin like right in front of the guy. I was just like, I, I, I'm I sorry, I can't. <laughs> you I, probably I liked it. You probably liked it. I want to take a lifeline, Alex. Yeah. I, I, this, the, it, it's, no, absolutely not. It's it's a rotten fish. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a rotten fish. They 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 take a fish, even though they're surrounded by islands <laughs> in this ocean where all the sushi we all know 
and love comes from. Freshest and they say, sushi no, ever. no, no, we don't want fresh sushi anymore. We want to take this fish, of which plenty are available, make it <laughs> rotten <laughs> and smell like my fart, and then oh, eat it man. in front of my wife, and then, you know, uh, stick my tongue down her people, throat. You yeah. Know? You know it's you know it's uh, it's, it's prison actually, food. Those those people are all like it's the Australia that area that's what is, it is the Australia. Yeah, that's what it is of Japan. They're all ex cons, so yeah, they're used yeah, to dumpster yeah, diving, yeah, yeah, surfing, and what have you. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, actually, uh, uh, with that, you know, the food out there is some of the freshest food. The fish is some of the freshest fish you will ever have. Yeah, that's why they want to make it rotten and make it smell like you're eating another man's ass. Why would it, you stick it in a brine that's it's a hundred years old brine, and it's just the foulest thing I've ever had in my life. It's no good. We're gonna finish off this podcast with I got to get this out of the way actually because it's I've just realized it's been in. My uh, cue here for a while, and this goes back to Japan society. The fourth industrial revolution will enable us to create a new society. Artificial intelligence will transform the big data collected through the Internet of Things into new wisdom. Society 5.0, a technology-based, human-centered society. So that's from the Japanese Keidanran, the super elite um, economic policy decision like makers. It seems like something in Ginza. Um, but this is an example of that that they're trying to test field, and it's called a robo cafe. And the whole idea of COVID a pop-up just introduced cafe kiosk like staffed only by a robot is being tested near Tokyo amid increasing focus on avoiding face-to-face service during the pandemic. The three-day test, which started on Monday, is part of a project to support entrepreneurs run by the city of Tsukuba, northeast of the capital. When a customer orders using a tablet computer, coffee is dispensed into a cup and the robotic arm transfers it to the counter. A venture business in the city developed the robot. I hope these contactless services will be adopted for a variety of uses which would benefit society as we confront the pandemic. The venture company uses low-cost parts to make the robot affordable in many areas, such as food, manufacturing, and agriculture. The fourth industrial revolution will enable us to create a new society. So that's kind of what they're going like. It's, it's this weird thing where it's like, is it for... Is it for safety or is it for just robots doing everything? Dude, you know? this is we're we're literally in the middle of it. We're literally in the middle of these sci-fi movies that we see. Yeah. And they're like, this is for a really good reason. And it's a robot voice saying it too. And they're yeah. like, this is for a really good reason. And we're aiming to take humans out of the picture. And dude. I think right now, like, we're going to see some crazy shit happen in our lifetime, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're right on the brink. and We're on the brink, dude. All of this stuff fits into, um, you know, using COVID as a way to implement it. And and, and the thing is, Close Japanese out culture, all of the local businesses, right, right. replace them all with robots, call it productivity. Right. And now you all of a sudden have a great success story that you can wave flags around the world at and, uh, and then prove yourself to be the person who does that. Right, right. Dude. This this thing, right? This thing is they get like it, it says like this is something that comes out of comes out of a, a need for efficiency and productivity, right? And cleanliness to avoid the virus. This this given Japanese culture, I think that this is the kind of thing that might just stick around. You know, like uh internet cafes. Uh, you barely have to talk to a person. Yeah. You know, and I think this is the kind of thing that might stick around. And then from there, I think that this might push further into something else. But we're just at the, we're at the epicenter of it because we're in Japan, you know, it's a technology yeah. hub. Suppose, you know, but they're trying, they're gaining for it again. They're, they're gaining trying to reclaim to, it. We're, we're so, I think people, if you're listening at home, like I think we don't realize how far in the future we really are. To give you a great example of it, I was talking to my cousin today, and he said, hey, man, can you send me five bucks? I need food. I, I know some really poor people in my family. And with that comes a lack of education. I said, hey, man, 
Yeah, I'm the kind of guy that says, why do you need money? Here's how you fix it. You know, I'm that guy, you know? And, and I said, you know, why are you in a situation where you need $5 for food? You have a child. And he says, yeah, you know, it's just really crappy out here in Savannah, man. There's no jobs. And I said, well, did you know that 80% of the jobs are online? He was like, what? And I was like, hey, okay, do you have a resume? He was like, what's a resume? That's how far in the future we live. There are yeah. people out there who literally do not know what a resume is. Or that, that you can make money online. That you can make money online. online like, oh, bro, online, like you make money online, that's magic. And I'm like, yeah. so we're gonna we're really at the most opportune place. Or not. Maybe robots will be fingering us. Yeah. And I hope sticking so. it in our noses. Yeah. You know? Swabbing our butts for Swabbing COVID. Our butts and smell vision already exists. My wife used to work for a smell vision company. Nice. Who knows? So there we go. So this whole thing is is crazy. It's, it is. It's all getting developed and it's being um, tested and tested and tested and iterated and We're iterated. And every time we choose to use it, we are technically opting in, yeah, which yeah, then yeah. signals that this type of thing is necessary. It could catch on. And that's what it is. All right. Michael120, where can people find ya? You can find me on Instagram at O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y 360 I'm also on Spotify under O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. That's 120. And don't forget, guys, I have a brand new music video titled Circles. I made it for my wife. So if you don't watch it, you're a hater. Find it on YouTube under official uh, 120 official Circles. And you can always catch the podcast, the website, www.matthewpmbigelow.com. I give you the www to give you some time. So that you're aware that a website's coming your way, MatthewPMBigelow.com. We're also streaming on all the major platforms, and we're looking on getting into podcasting 2.0, the future of open source podcasting to keep freedom of speech free on the internet. Look us up for there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take her easy. Coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo, my name is Matt Bigelow. With me, as always, for the bi-weekly podcast, your co-host, 120. Thank you guys for listening.